Hey everybody, Rick Countryman here. Glad you're joining me on uh, Here's the Deal. Uh, I wasn't able to record this uh, yesterday. I typically do it Wednesdays at noon live. And those of you that watch on Facebook can watch it live on Wednesdays or you can watch it anytime you want on the on uh, the face on my Facebook page. Here's the deal with Rick Countryman. Um, but I usually then load these on to my podcast. Here's the deal with Rick Countryman. Usually the next day, you know, Thursday or Friday. So everything's kind of a day behind. Um, but I'm glad that you're 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 with me right now. Today I'm going to talk about what does a, a mouse trap tell us about the existence of God? Okay. If you're watching, I've got a mouse trap right here. If you're listening, I, I'm holding a mouse trap where you can imagine, you know, uh, a, a mouse trap, right? And uh, but before I get there, I, I, I just again want to welcome all of you. If you don't, if you're watching this on Facebook and you haven't gotten the podcast, please do that. Just go to, you know, on your phone or your, you know, whatever it is you use. Go to the Apple Store podcast store. And just put in the search bar, here's the deal with Rick Countryman, and, uh, and then follow it. And it'll let you know every time I drop one of these, and it's usually once a week. And then if you are listening on the podcast, please, it's really important that you give it a rating and then uh, say something about it. Just share it. It really helps get, get the word out. And, and all of that. But regardless, whether you're watching this on Facebook or listening to it on a podcast, I'm, I'm grateful that you are with me. want to remind everybody about a conference I'm doing right here in Modesto, California at Big Valley Grace. It's called Choose Wisely. And it's a conference for single adults who in their mind at some moment are going, you know what, I, I think, I, think I'm, I want to get married someday. And this is a conference where, man, you're going to get some great biblical information, data to put in your mind, whether you're going to get married a year from now, five years from now, maybe it's 10 years from now. This is going to be a, just a wonderful conference. And so if you're a single adult wanting to get married someday or wanting to remarry someday, make sure you're a part of it. Just go to bigvalleygracebvg.org backslash choose wisely and you can register, okay? It's 20 bucks, and that includes both days. Great speakers. Pastor Scott and Susie Miller will be a part of the conference. Rhonda Stoppy will be a part of the conference. I'm speaking at the conference. We'll have great music. That 20 bucks includes lunch on Saturday, and the first 100 people that register get a free copy of Rhonda Stoppy's book, okay? So, Choose Wisely is coming up. So here, here's what I want to do. Here's how I kind of want to start my um, start this. I want to lay a little bit of a of a foundation. Okay. So Psalms chapter um, 19 says this. Psalms 19 verse 1. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the sky above proclaims His handiwork. Day to day pours out speech. And night to night reveals knowledge. There is no speech, nor are there words whose voice is not heard. Their voice goes out throughout all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. In them he has sent a tent for the sun. 
And basically what the psalmist is telling us here, and this was King David who wrote this, he's basically saying, hey, look, you can look at the stars in the heavens. You, you can look at the sun as it comes up or the moon as it's rising, you know. You can look around at creation, and creation is just screaming at us that there is a God that he is awesome and holy and whatever all that might be. I mean, a God who could create the stars and the sun and the moon and all that's got to be awesome, right? Well, the New Testament version of what uh, King David says in Psalms 19 is found in Romans chapter 1, where the great apostle Paul says, for his invisible attributes, that's God, his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made. So the, the Apostle Paul just comes at this from a different angle than, say, King David came at it. He's saying the same thing, though, that you can look around at nature, you can look around at the things that God has created, and yet you, <laughs> you just have to come to the conclusion that, whoa, there is a God, and He is unbelievable. A God that could create stars, and a God that could create, you know, a, a Gerber daisy, and a God that could, you know, create it all. It's got to be awesome and wonderful, right? Now, the problem with nature, the problem with what King David says in Psalms 19, and what, what Paul says here in Romans chapter 1, is that nature just gives us a general revelation of God. In fact, that's what it's called, general revelation. In other words, the stars and the, and, and, and the heavens and a Gerber daisy and, you know, El Capitan or a whale or whatever, they just tell you, wow, there's got to be a God out there. But none of those things tell you about the love of God, the mercy of God, the forgiveness of God. None of those things give you specific revelation about God. And that's why we have the Bible. The Bible is what gives us more specific thoughts about God and His Son, Jesus. And the Bible tells us about us and our sin. And the Bible tells us about the cross and the resurrection. But Psalms 19 and, and Romans chapter 1 tell us that there's no excuse out there. You can just look and see that there's a God. And then what scientists do is they use their brains and then they come along and they, they're looking at things and trying to discover how things were made and created and, and how could God do this or how did God do that or how does this function or how does this work? In fact, last night, okay, Wednesday night, I was watching a show on Netflix on um, uh, uh, black holes. And uh, this team of scientists, you know, for the very first time had actually, you know, pointed a telescope up in, you know, the air and did this amazing thing. And they actually took a picture of a black hole. And I'm thinking the whole time, whoa, black holes, amazing. Man, that God created this black hole where gravity just sucks everything into it. And man, we don't even know that much about them. But I'm thinking about how awesome God is, right? Well, not these scientists. These scientists see this as something that's, you know, you know, if we can just figure out what a black hole is or where a black hole goes, we'll figure out 
how the world all started. They, they, they see things through a different set of lenses that I would see things through or that a Christian sees things through. We know God created it all. We know that. And what scientists do is they just simply try to figure out maybe what God did and how he did them. So with that said, let me give you an illustration, okay? So I, I got a watch on. If you're watching this, you know, on, on Facebook, uh, you, you can see my watch. You may have a watch on. If you're listening to this, you know, you can look down at your watch. And I can guarantee you that if, you know, if you lost your watch in the forest and, you know, a month from now or two years from now or five years from now, a, a, a high school biology teacher was walking through the forest or a college professor was walking through the forest and they looked down and they found your watch and they lifted your watch up and they moved some branches out of the way or a rock out of the way and they held your watch up not one of them would say wow look at this thing that 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 you know is here because of evolution not a one of them they would all know and understand that that watch had a creator in fact on most watches the creator actually writes his name across the face of the watch mine is Torgan maybe yours says Bulova or Seiko or Timex or Rolex or Invitica but point is is that it's just you know, it, no, nobody would say that a watch created itself. You, you can just look at it and say that had to have a creator. And by the way, it took a lot of intelligence to, to, to make a watch. I mean, it, it takes somebody, you know, with a lot of brains to make a watch. But I'm going to give you another one, okay, to illustrate my point. And that is the mousetrap, okay? If this mousetrap or a mousetrap, you know, was laying in the woods somewhere or in the middle of the jungle or was laying out in the Mojave Desert and any high school, you know, biology teacher or, or any college professor were walking along and they picked up a, a, a mousetrap, there isn't one of them that would say, oh man, that created itself. That over the course of a million or a billion or five billion or 200 billion, billion years that created itself nobody would say that it's obvious that this thing has a creator and by the way it only has four moving parts right uh, this mousetrap I have has four literally four moving parts you you have the the neck breaker here the thing that you know takes care of business the chiropractic thing if you will okay that moves you have the little metal springs on there that give tension to the neck cracker. They move. You have the little dinner plate that holds the cheese or the peanut butter or whatever it is you put on there. It moves. And then you have the little thing that holds back the neck cracker. You know, it moves. It's got four moving parts. And yet, we all know this has a maker. Every college professor knows this has a maker. Every single high school biology teacher knows this has a maker. This one was made by Victor, right? We've all probably used them in our own houses. And it has four moving parts. Now, 
it took some intelligence to make this. Okay, right? Now, a watch took somebody with more intelligence, right, to make, but this took some intelligence. Now, here's my point in all this, okay? This obviously is like uh, Psalms 19 or Romans 1. It, it, you look at it, and it had a maker. You know it had a maker. A watch has a maker, right? Your phone has a maker. Somebody put it together. The glasses you have on, you know it had a maker. You couldn't just show up in the forest, find a pair of glasses on the ground, and go, hey, this created itself over a billion years. You wouldn't do it. Nobody would say that. They'd be nuts. They'd be crazy if they said it. But you have a lot of college professors. You have a lot of high school biology teachers. You have uh, uncles and aunts in your family. You have uh, maybe it's your parents. Uh, I don't know who it might be. They will say that obviously a watch had a maker. Obviously that mousetrap had a maker. Obviously my glasses have a maker. Those obvious. But they'll look at their eyeball or your eyeball and they'll say, oh, now that's different. That obviously evolved over a billion years. Your eyeball. Okay. Now, now this four moving parts, a, a, a mousetrap has four moving parts. It had a maker. You know it had a maker. A watch had a maker. It's just obvious. But people will go, yeah, your eyeball didn't. I know it's this intricate thing, way more intricate than a mousetrap, way more intricate than a watch, way more, way more intricate than your phone or the space shuttle or whatever. Those all obviously had makers. But your watch, your, I mean your eyeball, wow, no. Over a million years or a billion years or two billion or three billion or whatever, that just created itself. And it, it, it's mind-boggling to me. It's just, it's intellectually dishonest to say there's no way that somebody created your eyeball or there's no way that somebody created your kidneys or there's no way that somebody didn't create the human body. Oh, obviously, it had a maker. It's obvious. Psalms 19 and Romans chapter 1 are absolutely accurate. The human body screams at the top of its lungs. You have a maker. You have a creator. Now, there's not a name written across your chest like there is a mouse trap or a watch or your phone, your smartphone. But you have a maker. Psalms 19 is absolutely correct. There has to be someone with incredible intelligence, way more intelligence than it took to make a, you know, a mousetrap, way more intelligence than it took to make a watch, way more intelligence than it took to make your phone, way more intelligence than it took to make the space shuttle. It's the human body or how the earth works or the stars work or the sun or the moon or whatever it might be. And so, beloved, the point is, is what does a mousetrap tell us about the existence of God? Oh, obviously, a mousetrap has a maker. It could not have made itself. And you, 
also have a maker. You could not have created yourself. Human beings could not have created themselves over the course of a billion or two billion or three billion years. And that creator has revealed himself in nature. He has revealed himself through the human body. And then he revealed himself in a very specific way through the word of God. And I want to encourage all of you to spend time in the word of God learning about the God who created you. Hey, here's the deal. Thank you for listening. Make sure you hit share. Get this out to as many of your friends, family members as you can. Make sure you, you leave a, a rating on the, on the podcast and all that. And don't forget about the Choose Wisely conference. You, you ought to invite a friend or two or six. Go down your neighborhoods, you know, and ask your actual neighbors, those that might be in college or those that might be single. Tell them, man, our church is doing a great, uh, or Big Valley's doing a great conference. And I think it'd be something you might benefit in. Hey, listen, love everybody. See you later.